What do you get when the audacious and the therapist collide? A crash course in unpolished therapy. Rachel Silvercone and Dr. Boca aren't afraid to spin out of control, tackling all the tough talk. Their weekly sesh meets at the corner of Audacity and Advice, where their wheels and yours get turned upside down. Hey guys, happy Wednesday. Good morning. It's Rachel Silver Cohen and Dr. Boca. It's another episode of Unpolished Therapy. We have officially ditched the couch, grabbed the mics, and this morning, Dr. Boca and I are breaking down all the wreckage. Good morning, Dr. Boca. How are you? Good. Good morning to you, Rachel. I'm looking at you and you're in a down vest and a flannel. And I'm thinking, oh my God, have we really gotten there? Is it really getting cool outside? I'm so excited. Yes, welcome, welcome, welcome to the little bit of fun, different seasonal weather that we wait all year for. So it's always fun to get out the good stuff. I'll tell you though, it is (laughs) funny. And I'm sure this happens to other Floridians too, where you wake up in the morning and we're going through our regular routine. So half asleep, you're taking the kids to school or whatever, and you don't realize that the weather has changed. So you're completely ill-prepared to enjoy this little bit of weather that we wait all year for, right? So at least for me, then I come home and I'm all geared up to say like, oh, yes, I can't wait to pull out the sweaters (laughs) and get out these you know vests and so on and so forth. Now I'm ready to start my day and head out only to then realize, I'll let you finish the sentence, what happens? That it's 80 degrees. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I completely missed the mark. <laughs> yeah. So it's the small, small window and you got to just like get on it. You almost have to have two outfits in your car because if you go to work, by the time you leave, it is completely schwitzing outside and it's 80 degrees and all the humidity is back. So I feel for you. I get it. Yeah. But I love the outfit. You look adorable. Well, I wish I, our listeners... I love the winter clothes and I love the winter weather. But I guess I should be more specific. I love the winter weather in Florida. It's a completely different winter weather than real northern winter weather, which not to say I don't love that. I only like it in little bits and pieces. Two yeah, days what, here, a day here. Right. You know, when I want to it. enjoy it, I like it. And what I can't stand and people are probably like, oh my God, but it's I love snow until it falls to the ground. And then I can't stand it because it's all that black slush and the ice and the grossness and it's it's horrible. So anyway, we're going to savor it for the five minutes that it lasts. But your clothes are on trend today. I just wanted you to know that. Well, thank you. You're I welcome. Love, I love it. I love it. Anyway, so let's jump in. Where do you want to go today? What should we chit chat about? So, okay, I've been thinking about this and I want our listeners to understand how we got to this point, I guess. So Rachel and I were going to do a podcast on the heels of having a college student join us. We thought it'd be really cool, particularly as parents of teens, to have two teens join us for an interview, kind of just to get their take on life and what their generation is doing and what's it like finding their way and floundering and figuring it all out. Anyways, we were really pumped for this. We were really going to get excited about this. And Rachel and I take pride in the fact that we will tackle the tough talk and we will bring things to the table that other people won't. And so we were all excited to do this. And then we literally came to a halt. Like the car is coming right at you and you slam on the brakes and the entire car just stops. And the good news is we didn't hit anything, right? And the corner of audacity and advice, right, where we break down the wreckage, this would have been 
some wreckage that I guess maybe in the beginning phases of working through the podcast, we didn't think of the consequences, but it really would have been a train wreck or a car crash in in our case. But you know what I love, Dr. Boga? And I don't even know if we explained why, which I guess we'll get to. But one of the things I love about the podcast is that the infrastructure that we have, where we Mm -hmm. really do kind of say, we're going to throw it against the wall and see what sticks. And then we realize, well, hold on a minute. And there's a little bit more planning involved and a little bit more thought process. And as we've kind of grown in our podcast world, bringing on guests and making it a little bit more three-dimensional, so on and so forth, we realize that it isn't just you and I who are willing to kind of throw things against the wall and see what sticks and then kind of deal with the quote-unquote wreckage after. Mm -hmm. We really do need to think about I don't want to use the word consequence because that's so negative. Impact. Impact. Impact, Mm -hmm. yeah, of the guests. And as you said, coming off of the heels of having a really great interview with a a college student, talking about things like that mark, that permanent tattoo, if you will, in the world, especially when it comes to technology and social media and things of that nature and putting our voices out there and opinions, does that come back at some point to kick you in the ass? if it's not well-received the way you intend it to. Absolutely. And I think that that's at any age. And we've even talked about it in terms of cancel culture and the things that we talk about. But for our listeners, I want them to understand really what we started thinking about. You know, we were in a position where we were afraid that by interviewing these two teens, that in the process of them telling us their stories or in the process of them telling us their experiences, they were potentially outing their social group. They were potentially outing their friends, their friends' parents, their own parents. And we didn't know what they were going to say because part of us is very unscripted. And we ran that risk of, do we want to do that to these poor teens? And when they're outing themselves, are they by default, if the other child, teen, whatever word we want to use to describe them, isn't at the same level? Is that then putting a label or a image around that individual. So maybe they're not in the fast or cool crowd. Does that then make them lame and nerdy or what have you? Or does it mean that people are making bad choices? Does it mean that the crowd they're running in, we bring something to the attention of somebody that they didn't know, the parents didn't know what was going on. So we just felt like it was just this really really slippery slope that we want to stay true to our mission, which is to be unpolished. But in the process of being unpolished and talking about things that other people don't talk about, I had to think to myself, where is that boundary? And do we honor that boundary at the expense of us being able to talk about anything? And you know what, Dr. Boca, it's not even just the kids too, because what we kind of got out of this kind of the podcast that never happened, if Mm -hmm. you will, right? I started thinking about even the idea of risk-reward, right? Mm -hmm. Is the risk worth the reward? And if I can speak to my own experience a little bit, this unpolished thing, right? Okay, Mm -hmm. we've kind of coined this unpolishedness from going back to my blog days and so on and so forth. the, The unpolished piece of being able to really, at the time, write, but now to verbalize thoughts, opinions, ideas on topics that potentially are taboo or just uncomfortable. It doesn't mean that they're not universal. I think that's the thing that's so important, that these are 
all topics that we all think about, whether it's at the crack of dawn in the morning, in the middle of the night, whenever, you know, all across the board. But are we bold enough to put it out there and talk about it? And I will be honest to tell you that many years ago, when I had first started the blog, there were a lot of people that would say to me, oh my God, I can't believe you wrote about this. Or I can't believe you're willing to tackle that. And what did this one think? And what did that one think? And what did your husband say? And I have to tell you that in hindsight, I don't really know how thrilled my husband was. I'm going to be very honest. And do I think that was the reason that we're not married anymore? No. Do I think it helped the marriage? No. No. (laughs) Right? So now if we move away from that, now we think of our children. There were a lot of things I wrote about my kids when they were babies and they didn't have their own voice and they didn't know what social media was. And I felt like I was bold, so to speak, but they weren't critiquing me, right? Right. And I have to tell you, I'm not a 13-year-old teenager. Thank God. I know, right? That would not be good. But I do think about that risk-reward. And as unpolished as I feel like I am and that you and I are, I'm admitting that there are certain things now where I'm even afraid to push the envelope and test those boundaries because of my kids. And I guess to some degree that I do have a personal side of my world that I'm not willing to have that risk reward. I'm not willing to completely put out there. And so it isn't just the 13-year-old, but let's kind of jump into that a little bit. Well, I was going to say that, look, I protect my license in every single episode. So I respect the fact that there are things that we can't put out there because of our reputation, because of our children, because of things that we don't want exposed about ourselves or into our community. So I respect that. And that's why when we got to this decision-making point for the podcast that never was, I stood firm and with conviction that this is something we shouldn't do, but we need to talk about because this is a much bigger issue than just not doing a podcast with two 13-year-olds. This brings up issues of a lot of topics that are universal that we have spoken about, privacy and secrecy. This is about the cancel culture. This is about what we talked about with Cole, which was you're leaving a footprint. Do you think about the footprint that you're leaving and how it can be used against you? Is it the same way it was 10 years ago that you can say anything at any time and it's okay because we're uncensored and media shouldn't be censored and yet today it is being censored? I mean, it brings up so many issues that are so prevalent and pervasive in today's society that that's why I felt like we needed to do a podcast about not doing that podcast because it touches on so much. I think that we all kind of get stuck between a rock and a hard place because when you are a polarizing force, right? And Mm -hmm. when you do feel that you have so much to say and especially then take it one step further and now you've given yourself a platform to say it on or to write it on, or the combination of both for that matter, when you now have a platform to say it. I feel it's unfair that I can't say what I want to say. I think it's unfair that somebody voicing their feelings, their opinions, their own experiences, these 13-year-olds might have voiced a really important experience that changed their lives or that impacted their dynamics with their parents, their friends, things that they're thinking about, things that they're struggling about. I don't feel like censoring that and not putting it onto our platform is helpful to society at large. And yet we have to decide 
at whose expense is this, is this jeopardizing, right? I don't want these children to be hurt by having a voice. And yet I think that voice is so important. So I'm in conflict. And on the one hand, though, I wonder if we should be marveling in the fact that we thought it was the smart thing to even have 13-year-old <laughs> children on, or if we need to literally get a demerit, because who are we to even think that 13-year-old children are mature enough to discuss topics, regardless of if it's prevalent in their world. And as parents, you and I, we want to know and we want to get in there because we want to share and then we want them to share. And now we're all over sharing and we want to but be we want involved to... and we want the communication. And we want to understand. That we want, yes, we want to understand. But maybe the Unpolished Therapy podcast in and of itself, just the name alone lends to maybe it's not really appropriate because these kids are just kids. Now, we as parents take it to the next level to say we're our own people. And we have our own opinions. And the last I checked, we have open free media waves where we can say whatever it is we want. But again, to our listeners who are more, I would imagine, our contemporaries, I wonder what they think too. We're the ones with the microphones and we're admitting that there are things that we're not really comfortable putting out there. You potentially from a professional standpoint, but I would beg to differ that because you're a mom also. Because, yeah, and you don't I don't want to embarrass wanna... your children no. or you don't want to say things that are too personal. And for me as well, I look at my kids now and they are watching what I'm doing and they are judging, so to speak. And we're at a crossroad where monkey see, monkey do. I would much rather be more polished than unpolished because my kids are at an age where it's critical, at least as far as I'm concerned, that I'm leading by an appropriate example. And that's where I'm calling myself out that like, wow, the one who was once bold is not so bold anymore. I'm afraid. I don't want to ruffle feathers. Again, back to this risk reward thing, even though my nature, your nature is to throw it out there, to put it out there, to talk about it all and deal with the consequences after. As a matter of fact, I think in my little bio, even on my blog, it was like literally that. I'm going to throw it out there and who cares and we'll deal with the consequences as they come. It's very easy to deal with the consequences when the people who you love don't know how to read. (laughs) (laughs) Right? But now, and I ask you this speaking to you as my partner here on the podcast, but also as a mom and also as a professional, what is the advice to this audaciousness? Well, I think, first of all, it's gross, right? As much as it feels limiting and it feels awful because we want to be able to say what we want to say, I think there is growth in this process that we are slowing down enough to really think about the impact that our communication has on other people and us modeling. And I think it also kind of is parallel to the development of our children. As they mature, if things get more complicated, you know, little kids, little problems, big kids, big problems. It was easy for us or you as a blogger early on to say whatever you wanted, no consequences. Now, as they get bigger, these are bigger issues. This has more of a detrimental effect. And you're just kind of going on that parallel route, developing with them. And I think that as all people, 
We are not immune to the fact that sometimes we go down a road and have to stop and pause and look at what it is that we're doing and maybe realign ourselves. Now, I'm not suggesting that we realign our entire platform, but I do think it was important for us to communicate to our listeners. We want to be authentic. We want to be genuine. We want to talk about the things that nobody else is talking about. However, there is a human component and a human element to us that has to be mindful and respectful. And that as unpolished as we are, we are still human first. Yeah, I think it's true. And I'll tell you that I even gave a scenario, a hypothetical scenario to my kids when when this happened and we decided to pull the plug. I said, how would you guys feel if, and I kind of just threw it out there, two teenage kids, boy, girl, 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 boy, boy, you know, whomever. But what if that had been people in your friend group or whatnot? And now we are doing this podcast and and certainly we're not going to throw daggers at these kids, but we really want to get into the meat and potatoes and what goes on in a teenager's head. And sure. what are you doing? What are you not doing? What are you telling your parents? What are you not telling your parents? You know, things of that nature that we as parents and our listeners as parents probably would turn the volume up on, yeah, right? They want to know. They certainly want to know. And my kids, they were very honest with me. And they were like, Mom, I'm so glad you didn't do that. Like, mm-hmm. kids don't want to talk about that kind of stuff. Let me rephrase. Maybe some kids do. But once they're given the guidelines of the reminder of, well, here's what the consequences could be yeah. from parents and people who have been there, done that, then they say, well, wait a minute, hold on thank you for not doing the podcast. They don't want to put themselves in that uncomfortable situation and they shouldn't have to be. Yeah, I don't blame them. I wouldn't want to either. It's literally like, what? what's the saying? Like social suicide. It's really could be detrimental based on the fact that things spread through social media and word of mouth faster than ever before. And things that maybe 10 years ago, you could have gotten away with like five people hearing about. Now there's going to be thousands of people hearing out. We should be so lucky, but we should also be realistic that that could be a possibility. It does bring back into focus for me just the fact that we have to be mindful about these things. And even though it's ratings for us, it's hype for us, it's publicity for us, it's information that we are hungry for as parents and as parents of teens, like, I want to get in. And as voyeuristic as it is for me as a therapist who wants to get into that nitty gritty stuff that makes these kids like tick, right? I want to know. It's not safe. It's not in their best interest. And it's too much of our self-interest, I guess the better way to say it, at hand. And that's where we draw the line, or at least I draw the line and say, no, thank you. Yeah, the risk clearly in this case is not worth the reward. And I'm proud of that. I'm proud of the fact that we kind of really, after kind of dissecting out what we thought we wanted to talk about in the direction that we wanted to take that episode in, we realized, you know what? This is not going to benefit the way that we really wanted to because at the end of the day, the emotional well-being of our guests, in this case being young children, comes first. Absolutely. And I open it up to our audience and our listeners. Like, 
I know you guys want the good stuff, but are you guys okay with us saying, hey, you know what? Our, our kids' well-being, their emotional well-being, um, you know, or our own well-being, whether it's as a parent, as a professional, as a single person, as a newly divorced person, as a, whatever, whatever, you know, segment of the population we're talking about. Are you guys okay with us saying, hey, you know, time out. We're not comfortable with this. And if that's the case and you guys respect it and you're good with it, we hope we're not disappointing you guys with it. What are some things that you all want to hear about that we feel comfortable, that we feel like the reward outweighs that risk? Where are those topics? And you as parents, I would love to also throw it out to the audience. How would you have handled if one of your teenage kids said, hey, mom or dad, I have an opportunity to be on this podcast. And maybe we'll know the questions ahead of time. Maybe we won't, but it's probably going to be about everything from a social perspective to a scholastic perspective to what goes on in today's world. A lot of the type of things that maybe we did talk to a college kid about, but we now bring it down and scale it to what goes on in the teenage world as these kids are developing. My question to the audience is, you as a parent, how comfortable would you feel, A, allowing your kid to go on a podcast and answer these questions? B, do you think that your teenage kid is even mature enough mm-hmm. to, to A, be interested enough to want to participate, but more so, could they even carry themselves in that type of environment? And number three, do you feel the value of the risk reward that do you think your child would be honest enough and maybe it would open your eyes up to some surprises in that, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, can you only imagine, Dr. Boca? Absolutely, what we would have gotten out of that. I mean, that's where the reward was, right? But at what expense? And so as we're talking about this, it brings me back to an adult situation that I had with a friend years ago. My husband and I were out for dinner with an adult couple and they brought up a scenario where they had been approached about an opportunity to be in a reality TV show, okay? And where it was definitely going to be a big reality TV show that had a following already and it was just going to be another series to that thing. And how one of the participants was so excited about this possibility, only seeing the good opportunity in it about the exposure and that it was just like part of their their personality and how great it would be and how they loved the show and it would just be so awesome. And I was sitting back being like, okay, but what are the things that you're not thinking about? You know, the detriment to how you're portrayed you don't necessarily get control over the editing mm-hmm. or what you're saying used against you if you ever decide to go back into the working world. Or what about people that are past clients of yours? How would they take this? What about the microscope that you and your significant other are under and the 24-7? And then, by the way, when all is said and done, even if it goes amazingly, you are now a public figure or you are going to literally never have privacy again. Every word you say, every action you have, every fight you guys are in is now under the scrutiny of, you know, the American people or the world at large, because it probably would have been syndicated a million times. And it was tough for them to hear that and tough for them to think about it. So that's a complicated situation that adults were facing. They wound up not doing it. The reward, I guess, did not outweigh the risk. And I think that took a lot of courage because it would have been a lot of money, a lot of a lot of exposure and things like that. But sometimes we have to really think about the bigger picture and the impact that our actions have and our choices have on other people. 
Absolutely. And that's a great example. Not to say that I have any personal experience trying to decide that in real life. But when I do now think it through in my own head, gee, I wonder how I would have handled myself in that scenario. I can absolutely see how right out of the gate, the knee-jerk reaction would be to jump into the sexiness and enthusiasm and the draw of this wow factor of it all. But then you take a step back, right? You sleep on it and you really, you start weighing out those pros and cons. It's not just you you have to think about. It's Mm -hmm. all the people that are in your world. And by all the people in your world, I mean the very few core people that matter most and how will it affect them? And that's kind of what, what I relate to with that story relative to the things I do. For someone who appears to be incredibly extroverted and out there and so on and so forth. I am here to tell you, I'm pretty introverted. Mm. And that might surprise some people. But I've realized the older I get and the more pause I take or the more therapy I guess I have, you know, (laughs) tomato, tomato, I'm a lot more unwilling as I get older than the willingness I had many years ago. And and again, that risk reward, it's, it, there's a fine line there. There yeah. really is. And it's no different than how a kid morphs, right? A kid has no sense of consequences. And then as they get a little bit older, those consequences, as we talked to, to Cole about, become more in their realm of understanding, but they're still taking those risks and still thinking that they're Superman and can get past the impact that it has. And then we move to adulthood, right? And then we start thinking about that our actions really do have consequences. And so it's like this inverse relationship that our extroversion or our audacity or our ability to, or desire, I guess is the better word, our desire to put it out there is reined back in and lowers as we get more awareness of our sense of self, our our sense of others, and the impact that it might have. To take it one step further, though, just sort of peeling the onion back, a problem, though, with that, that I find it's my own internal struggle, is that I'm incredibly aware that in order to really catapult or to really grow, you have to take the risk. And I think it's learning the appropriate risk or the calculated risk, how to determine the difference between the smart risk and the stupid risk. And that in and of itself, I think, can be... That's a whole project. Absolutely. Uh, I find myself, I struggle with that a lot. And I wonder the, to the listeners out there, if there's anything in your world that you can relate to on this, how you define risk and how you also define the reward that potentially that may yield. And what do you think about when you take your mental stock and notes on the pros and the cons of whatever comes your way and how it affects you, how it affects the people around you, and then what you decide. Do you jump in or do you say, eh, I'm going to sit on the sidelines on this? And I think sometimes we jump and sometimes we don't, and that's okay. I think we just have to be sure or at least honest with ourselves about why we're doing what we're doing and what the intention is. And I do believe that a lot has to do with how much of it is about us and we can control or have the perception of control over and how much of it is about other people. So in this case, with these kids, they didn't have control over this. We did. Mm -hmm. And they didn't have the awareness and they didn't necessarily have the maturity. So we had to step in and say, you know what? This is more about them than it is about us. Mm -hmm. And we had to do the right thing. And I stand by it as frustrating 
And as conflicting as it is, because I do know that these are important things that people are yearning for that information. And I want to say to our audience, we will get you that information somehow, some way, whether it's we speak off camera with some of these people and come back with a summary, or you guys ask some questions and we take a panel of people offline and find out what it is, or we do a podcast about what we think it is, or we talk to parents who are adults who can make those decisions out of maturity and get their feedback. All right. Well, on that note, then this is the podcast that never was. No, it right. never was. The little engine that could. <laughs> I think we made the smart choice and I'm proud of us for that. And I hope the listeners recognize. I think they will. I mean, it's, it really is a no-brainer in hindsight as a Monday morning quarterback. Sure. It was the right thing to do to pull the plug on that. With that being said, though, I know next week we'll actually have a podcast that is. Yes, it will we'll be. jump into some good meat and potatoes as we now obviously get into the holiday season and we wrap up the year and we'll have a couple more episodes that we can tie up in a bow and we'll try to be as unpolished as we possibly can, right? It will be an unpo- yeah, it will be an unpolished wrapping job and it will be under a falling leaning tree, but it will be good. It will be ready for the holidays. So all right. Well there you go. Well thank you for spending time with me today, even though thank this you. was the podcast that wasn't that never happened. And I think just in summary, again, sometimes you really need to balance out risk reward. In this case my reward today was discussing this scenario with you. And I think that was risky enough for us just to have the conversation about the conversation that wasn't. And there was a reward. I got to see you and I got to see you in that adorable outfit. So thank you. Thank you to the listeners out there. We hope you have a wonderful week. If you have questions, comments, concerns, if you do want to throw your ring in the hat and let us know what you think about this topic, the topic of the podcast that never was and why, we'd love to hear your thoughts. Uh, Certainly, the more the merrier. Let us know your feedback. That is how we grow. That is how we evolve. That is how we come up with new topics that are relevant and pertinent to what is going on in our world as we know it today. So you can email us at unpolishedtherapy at gmail.com. You can always find us, as you know, on Facebook and Instagram at Unpolished Therapy. And of course, on Twitter, we're very lonely on Twitter. So we always shout out to Twitter at Untherapy. Again, this has not been real therapy. We always do want to take the measures to protect Dr. Boga. Again, we are not risking her license. So the reward in that is that she can be on the podcast with us every week. So remember, this is not real therapy. We have ditched the couch. We have grabbed the mics. We have broken down all the wreckage today. That is the podcast that wasn't. And we will see you next week on another episode of Unpolished Therapy. Thanks for playing today, Dr. Boga. Thank you. Great sesh, girls. Hey, everyone, like what you heard? Then don't miss out on what comes next. Subscribe now and please give the girls a five-star rating. Learn more at www.unpolishedtherapy.com. Find and like them on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We'll see you next week when Rachel Silvercone and Dr. Boca ditch the couch, grab the mic, and break down all the wreckage.